Well, thanks for joining us and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. From the fun to the serious, we're going to discuss health-related issues that affect people that live, learn, work, worship, and play in our county. So once again, thanks for joining us on what is hopefully a beautiful day in Allen County. We've got a great episode planned for you today. First, we're going to be talking about how to eat well when you're on the move and busy. Spring has begun and it is a busy time for so many of us and it can be a time where we really wreak havoc on our diet. Next, we're gonna talk to Dr. Sana Shaquille, third year physician's resident from Mercy Health St. Rita's Medical Center. She's part of the Family Medicine Residence Program. And then finally, we'll wrap up with some great upcoming events in the region taking place in May. So like you said, Josh, spring is a busy time for many families as a lot of sports are in action. The weather is great, so it's harder to get inside. It's harder to maintain a schedule, really, more or less than anything. Plus, we know school is coming to an end right on the corner here soon this month. So we know that our nights and weekends are filled with activities, and sometimes that means that we're not planning accordingly. We may be more apt to drive through the fast food or just generally eat poorly. So what can we do to help combat that as we enter the spring season? Well, I think the first tip that we want to talk about is plan. Plan ahead, because like you said, Kayla, our time just gets really eaten up during the spring. The weather's nicer. We're trying to get outside, maybe doing yard work, planting your garden. So when do you find time to prepare food? I think it's important to keep things prepped and keep your freezer stocked with proteins that can limit your daily trips to the grocery store. Get the healthiest proteins that you possibly can and have them at the ready in your freezer. So we recommend obviously grass-fed beef, organic ground turkey, organic chicken breast, wild salmon. But for a lot of folks, that might not be an affordable option for you. So if you're looking at your meats, we want to get the highest percentage of lean meats. Kayla, as a dietitian, what does that mean when we talk about getting lean meats? So in terms of like your beef, you'll see at the store, it has 85-15 or 90-10 or very lean or extra lean. You'll see those kind of things on the package. So as you're looking, try to get the leanest that you can in terms of your ground beef and your um, your beef packaged. Sometimes people say that there's less fat means less flavor, but really you can add a lot of flavor back into your meat as you're cooking. That's a lot less unhealthy, more healthy mm. for you as you're cooking. So don't be afraid to get leaner beef and then add in some extra flavor, or add in some better fats for you as you're cooking. In terms of chicken and other poultry, Boneless, skinless is the way to go in terms of getting the leanest product. So trying to get those boneless, skinless chicken breasts or cutlets, those kind of things, even pork off the bone. It's just going to be a lot leaner for us and a lot healthier. That's a great point because when you say leaner, you're in higher percentage, right? So we yes. want that 90%, 95%. And I know having these meats available is so key in these proteins because I know it's something I say a lot. There's nothing to cook when you're grabbing the freezer. So having these items ready will help eliminate that. We have nothing to prepare option. Yes. And that you also need to couple that with a little bit of planning. So trying to, I know a lot of times you open your freezer and nothing's thawed. You can't 
get it out and then just instantly cook it normally if it's frozen. So there's a lot of options that you can take in terms of planning your week and trying to pull some stuff out, putting it into the fridge so it can start that thawing process early in the week. And even if you get to it a couple days later, still safe to eat. So just trying to remember, again, like Josh said, planning is just so key, especially this time of year, making lists when you go to the grocery store and really sticking to those. That way, you know, you have some products on hand, some staples, thinking about your pantry. We've talked about the freezer stocking with some meats and some protein sources, but thinking about your pantry as well. Simple things that are really fast and easy to cook like beans and rice and pastas. Of course, we recommend brown rice and whole grain pastas as your staples, but of course, there's other options as well. There's also nut butter, peanut butter. Those are some healthier options. Peanuts, great go-to snack to kind of have in your pantry that's pretty healthy for you. Well, and one thing that I really like and utilize at home a lot is the microwave rice bags. So when you're getting like whole grain rice, you don't even have to boil water anymore. You can throw that bag right in your microwave. You have it ready in a couple minutes and then it's a great pairing with your protein option. Another thing that we utilize in our house a lot is our crock pot or an instant pot. So we try to, once again, when we're planning those meals out, we try to at least pick one day a week that we can go ahead and throw that food in the crock pot in the morning. And then when we're done with our day, that meal is ready and we have a nutritious, hot meal ready for us. It typically takes at least three hours for a crock pot meal to cook, but you can slow cook those meals for eight, 10 hours if needed. And sometimes depending on your recipe, it's actually much better the longer it cooks. More of the flavors from the uh, spices soak in and it really creates an easy and healthy meal for you and your family. Yeah, so crock pots are not just for the fall and winter. You can utilize those year round and still have those healthy meals that are ready to go when you need them. We also are wanting to talk about healthy, simple options. Sometimes when we think about the word healthy, we go directly to a lot of fresh produce, a lot of prep time, organic. It has to take a lot of time to create healthy meals. And that's just simply not true. You don't need to have a ton of time to create healthy meals. Again, if you're preparing and if you're kind of thinking ahead of the game and when you go to the store and you get your produce, preparing it when you do have some extra downtime. So that way for the week, you can just pull out pre-cut peppers or carrots or celery right from your freezer, be able to put that out, pair it with a simple protein and a brown rice or a pasta, you have a meal right there. That's a healthy option, healthy meal. You don't have to think gourmet when it comes to healthy options. Yeah, and that's a really great point. If you have kids having that prepped and ready, they can help too a little bit. If you've already cut and done some of the hard work, it's easier to bring in a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old to kind of help finish off the meal. And that leads us to another tip is, you know, when you're planning, when you're creating your meal plans, when you're prepping on Sunday nights, Include your children and all of your family members into those decisions. Kids that have an opportunity to make recommendations on what you're gonna eat are much more likely to try that food when it comes to actually eating it. So it may even be a little healthier, but since they had a stake in the game, they're gonna be much more likely to eat it. Definitely, and I will just say one more thing. I know a lot of times we're gone on weekends during the spring, whether it be at the ball field, whether it be taking a hiking trip or doing something outdoors, trying again to plan ahead 
and trying to limit concession stand and convenience store purchases because those are kind of where we, at least personally, where I seem to kind of falter in my healthy choices when I'm kind of in a pinch, we're at the ball field or somewhere we're not normally at, we see a concession stand and we're instantly, of course, drawn to that. So if you're able to invest in a decent cooler and have some of that stuff on hand in your vehicle in terms of fresh produce, some healthier snack options, even baked chips versus regular chips, just something simple like that will save you sodium, will save you fat. And those are things you might not find at a concession stand. You normally don't see baked chip options at concession stands. You normally don't see some of those healthier things that we can pack in a cooler and just have on hand. So again, it's all about planning, all about thinking ahead. And as hard as it may seem when we have busy weeks, it really does make your week a lot easier and you can be a lot healthier and make those better choices if you are thinking ahead, especially when it comes to those weekend activities and where you think you might be. And just, again, having some of those things in a cooler. And a lot of times if you invest in a decent cooler, it will preserve things for quite some time. Yeah. The new Yeti style coolers are quite amazing. I mean, they'll keep that ice in there for multiple days if you close it up right when you're done. You reminded me of something that I heard recently. And now that I have a child of my own, this is something I might implement down the line. But I heard that some parents will actually save old McDonald's bags and Happy Meal boxes, and they'll actually create McDonald's Taco Bell meals for their kids. And so what parents will do is they'll make some tacos up, wrap them up, put them in a Taco Bell bag and bring home, hey, look, kids, we're having Taco Bell today and we're having McDonald's hamburgers. And, you know, to a certain age kid, you put a little toy or treat in there and some apple slices and a healthy sandwich that you made and they're none the wiser. So there's other some interesting tips. You know, I don't know how I feel about misleading our kids too much. We won't talk about Santa Claus today on today's show, but um, I do think that using some of those tips can get your kids to eat healthy. And ultimately, I think that's what we're trying to to do for our next generation. So, yes, definitely. I completely agree. And it's always as parents, we have to make a lot of decisions for our children at a young age and have to decide how we can implement the best possible lifestyle into them as they grow up. And while we have kind of some of that authority over them, how we can help shape them to be the best version of themselves into the future. So as parents, we should take that seriously and we should really want to implement and instill in them the ability to make those healthy choices and what those look like and that it's cool to eat healthy and it's fun to eat healthy and that you can do that anywhere. That I think is a, is a great goal for parents, especially of young children. That's right. So we just encourage you to eat as well as you can when you're out there being active and healthy this spring and summer. So once again, you're here with Activate Your Health. And now it's time to chat with Dr. Sana Shaquille. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Kayla and Josh, for having me. Before we start and talk a little bit about your personal journey in residency, can you broadly explain to us the Mercy Residency Program, how you applied and how you got to Lima and what Mercy is doing in terms of residents? Sure. Well, I'm excited to kind of talk about the opportunities here at Mercy Health. So just in general, I'm a family medicine resident at St. Rita's Medical Center. Besides family medicine, the hospital offers residencies both in internal medicine and emergency medicine. But because I'm part of the family medicine process, I'll kind of speak to that experience. So residency is a specialized training program that you apply to after you are done with medical school. So During medical school, you go through clinical rotations in your third and fourth year where you're trying to figure out what specialized training you enjoy and want to continue your career in. So I chose family medicine 
Family medicine has to do with basically treating the patient as a whole, so not just treating their medical problems, but really seeing where they come from, what kind of difficulties they have job-wise, financial-wise, and how we can help as a whole. So the family medicine program here at St. Rita's, our first class started here in 2019, so I'm part of the inaugural class for the program. We take about six residents every year, a full residency program will have 18 residents in our family medicine program with six each year so it's a three-year training process and we have applicants from all over the United States so people who've gone to medical school all over and basically the process looks like you interview for the program so you come to Lima you interview with our program director you get to meet our team and basically try to find out if this hospital is a good fit for you but also whether you're a good fit for our community here. So that's kind of the overall arching process of applying for residency and finding a place where you want to practice. How did you choose Lima? I mean, I'm assuming you applied at a few different locations, but what made Mercy Health and uh, St. Rita's Medical Center a great fit for you? Great question, Josh. So my brother actually did his training in Kettering, Ohio. So I was familiar with the area. I had visited him a couple of times in my sister-in-law who's a dentist actually worked here in Lima when my brother was doing his trading in Kettering so I kind of knew about the area through her and when I initially applied like hey let me apply my brother's in that area we'll see how it goes and I interviewed here and it kind of changed my perspective on leaving New York to be honest so I was born and raised in New York and I never thought I'd leave New York until I came to Lima and I met the people on the day of my interview and I think what made the residency program stand out were the people. Just very family-friendly environment. When I interviewed here, I think instead of just seeing me as another medical student who's applying, they saw me as a person. And I think that made a huge difference. I think when we're talking about family medicine and we're treating patients, that's kind of why we go into family medicine. We're looking at the person in front of us, not just as another statistic or another chronic medical problem. We're treating the person as a whole. And when I came here as an applicant, I felt like that's how I was treated. They saw me as a whole picture. They wanted to know about my background, my family, my training, and what I was looking for when it came to being a physician. So that definitely changed my experience. And I'm happy to say that has been true till this day, being at St. Rita's and being a part of the program. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And we love hearing those stories. I think as people come into the community who may not be familiar with Lima, that they're welcomed and that there's a place for them and that they feel like they have somewhere where they belong. I think that's really important to get out there in terms of how Lima kind of comes around people, especially outsiders, and we can really be a great place to call home. So that's great to hear. Could you Mm -hmm. kind of tell us a little bit more about some projects and some programs that you've been a part of during your three years and kind of things that you have really enjoyed being a part of as part of the residency program? Definitely. So I think one of the biggest projects or programs that I was blessed enough to be a part of was our food insecurity project or our uh, green prescriptions project. So initially it started off as a program requirement where Dr. Casey, our program director, really wanted us to be involved with the community that we're serving. So again, when you're in family medicine, you want to know the community that you're surrounded by and how you can best serve the needs of the community. So we all had to really come up with a community medicine project where we can figure out, you know, where are the gaps when it comes to serving the community and how can we improve those gaps? So one of them being food insecurity. We did some research and found that a lot of patients, unfortunately, did have food insecurity or had concerns with how can we, for example, get fresh foods and vegetables, or how can I afford to put food on the table for my family? So that was a need that we 
found in the community and actually found that in our clinic that we did have a lot of patients who unfortunately did have that worry. So we partnered with Activate Allen County and the West Ohio Food Bank to basically start serving that need. And then Tyler Smith, who is our director of community health here at Mercy, jumped on the project as well. And basically we started providing food boxes within our family medicine clinic for patients who met that need and connected them to the local food bank. And, you know, patients who've been in Lima for a long, long time, they didn't even know like the food bank option existed until you were able to provide that information and connect them to the community. So we started that project as a whole class, my third year family medicine class. We started that when we were first year residents here. So in 2019 and over the last three years, it's been such a success. Obviously with our help from our community partners, we have been serving our patients and we've been connecting them to the West Ohio Food Bank. And we've now started to expand the project to other family family medicine offices in the area as well. So that way, patients have a place to turn to in case they're finding that to be a difficulty. Well, Dr. Shaquille, I just want to thank you for your efforts on that program. That's something that is near and dear to activate Allen County's hearts and something that really is great for our community. So kudos once again for playing a key role in bringing that to our community. It's really exciting to see the residents put out certain Mm -hmm. programs like this because every year, the first year, second years, and third years are working on their projects. So uh, we just want to thank you for your efforts there. Um, And I wanted to ask a little bit about the resources that Mercy Health can provide. When you started in 2019, you didn't have this brand new, beautiful GME building, but will you tell us a little bit about the the new building and kind of what that does for residents and support for you guys to learn and develop for the next steps in your career? For sure. So, you know, when we first started here, obviously it was exciting to bring residents and new physicians into the community um, to better serve the people of the community and the you know graduate medical education center is just another addition to that great cause and that vision for mercy health so the gme center it houses our lecture halls it has our simulation centers where we can go ahead and practice procedures it has study space and it's wonderful when you have medical students who are coming into mercy health and rotating through different departments, learning from the residents, learning from attendings, and they kind of see the support that you would have here as a resident that we've gotten here in the last three years. So the purpose of having residency programs in Lima is to foster having new physicians coming here and eventually being a part of the community and eventually going on to serve the community. So it's been great having that here, and I hope we continue to bring new physicians to the area. We you know, recently matched, meaning we have six more residents who will be joining our family medicine program in July. And the same goes for the internal medicine and emergency medicine residencies. So it's definitely exciting for the community and for Mercy Health. Yes, definitely. I think we echo your sentiments in terms of it being very exciting to have some fresh new physicians in the area to be able to bring those residents here. Obviously, like you said, this has only been happening in our community for the last three years. And to be able to see that expansion just in that short time in terms of now having the new facility and having that whole class experience, we've been working with you since 2019. So it's been great to see that and to continue to develop that as we think about each class having a project in the community and how that will only expand and continue to expound upon itself. And that's just really exciting, especially for Josh and I, as we look forward to the public health realm and how we can continue to partner with Mercy and the residents. So really, we thank you for that. And it's been a pleasure to work with you. On a personal note, before we let you go, can you tell us kind of your future plans, what your next step is in your career as you finish up here in Lima? 
I'm going to be graduating in a couple of months. So this past year, I had the honor of being the academic chief resident for the residency. So just another important role that I took on in order to give back to the residency that's given me so much. So I'll be graduating here in June and I actually have taken on a hospitalist role. I'll be going back to Rochester, New York, where my parents are still located to practice as a hospitalist for a couple of years with the goal of eventually joining a clinic long term and having to serve my patients in a smaller community. And for now, that's the plan, but not closing the doors to Lima. Obviously, my brother lives in Columbus. I still have some family in the area, but for the next couple of years, plan is to do some hospital medicine and eventually make my way back to outpatient and clinic life. Well, we wish you the best of luck in all your future endeavors, and we thank you for your time and efforts here in our community, and we look forward to seeing you come back to the Lima area down the line. (laughs) Thank you, guys. So you are here with Activate Your Health. We just heard from Dr. Sana Shaquille. Thank you, Dr. Shaquille, for being with us today. Now, as we do every month, it is time for us to discuss the upcoming activities and events that will be here in the area and the region for May 2022, and as always... There is lots going on, lots to do. Please, as we always say, check the community calendar here locally so that way you can stay up to date at everything happening. A few highlights on Friday, May 6th, the monthly stargazing at Schoonover Observatory will be at 8 p.m. And on Saturday at the fairgrounds, Allen County Fairgrounds, the Band of Mutters is a brand new race event that's taking place in Lima, Ohio. And this is a two mile race of 12 different obstacles that you can compete in. So be sure to check that out either as a racer or an observer on May 7th. And also on May 7th, after you went and uh, participated in the Band of Mutters, you can stop by Alter Ego Comics on Main Street Lima and pick up a free comic book for free comic day. That's a great event. A lot of other happenings that take place at Alter Ego Comics that Saturday morning. On May 8th, Sunday, which is Mother's Day as well, Johnny Appleseed Metro Park has their spring wildflower walk at Kendrick Woods at 2 p.m. So maybe that'd be a great activity for you to take moms and children out to that day to get a nice exercise experience and have some fun as a family. Yeah, and maybe mom just wants dad and the kids to go to that (laughs) and just needs a little quiet time for Mother's Day. very (laughs) true, very true. I can't disagree. Also, garage sale season is upon us, so it's really a great way to get out visit your neighborhood and have some fun activity. So Laurel Oaks actually kicks off the community garage sale season here locally, May 12th through the 14th. So that's a a great community garage sale that I recommend checking out and getting a lot of steps in. Yes, and CASA, speaking of getting steps in, a superhero 5K walk run scheduled for May 14th. That's going to be at Faroe Park starting at 9 a.m. So another way for you to get some walking steps or running steps in, and that probably is going to kick off a lot of area 5Ks, I would assume. That's right. You can almost pick a weekend and participate in some walk or run. Now, that Casa Superhero 5K is extra special because you get to dress up as superheroes, so that might even be fun if you're not running in it to go see everybody dressed up. Also, on that same day, on uh, May 14th, you can stop by the Allen County Children's Garden Plant Sale, which takes place from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., on the 14th there on Market Street. So that's a really great event if you're looking for either indoor or outdoor plants for your garden. 
All right. And we're kicking off festival season. We know we have lots of area festivals, lots of area celebrations that take place during the spring summer, starting with the St. Rose Festival. That will be May 21st to May 22nd. So please check out all the fun activities happening over there. And then, of course, Memorial Day is coming on May 30th. So we've got area Memorial Day parades, a full slate of them and uh, a number of uh, towns, cities and villages. So make sure that you're connecting with one of those because they're typically a, a great event to participate in. Yes. Yeah, so no excuses as to why we can't get out, do something fun, do something active, get our family and friends together to enjoy some great weather this spring and some great activities. Also, as we do every month, we want to remind you that if you have been struggling, if you need help in terms of some mental health, there is local help. So please call the crisis line 1-800-567-HOPE or text 741-741. It is always a good idea to have that number on hand as well. So in case you do know somebody who is struggling, that you can provide that to them, a family or friend who may also need that. Yeah, that's right. So weather is turning for the better. We've had a very long winter, so we just encourage you to get outside, connect with nature, get active, get moving, eat healthy, and we'll be joining you again in June for our next podcast. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.